that you doubted me Even told me I would never give with you Told me I could never give with you But this pride in me Wouldn't let you slide by me That's when I came back round I play my game with no respect I finessed you to make me seem down But I finessed you was all a stressor I was your nigga master Fucked your head up Should've never came round You let me in and I let you down I was wrong cause I fought on the game, baby Your name crazy in the streets, got them saying things My pride was the cause of it all I apologize for the flaws in it all What's going on, everybody? I want to go and dive into a subject that I see a lot on social media that as a black man, being transparent, that we don't talk about a lot, being honest and truthful about because uh, it's one side and the other side, how both sides feel about a situation or this situation. And uh, this the topic is uh, co-parenting, um, being a single mother, and a black single mother, and also being a father, a black father that has to co-parent with that black single mother. Um, I think a lot of times that we don't realize as men, we don't give the props acknowledgement because of so much that goes on or the relationship that we have with the mother, um, thinking that it's so complicated and we go through so much because of social media and society painting us out to always be deadbeats. And if we don't do something the right way or they get mad because we don't do what they want us to do or in a timely fashion, we don't that they want us to do it, then, you know, we're labeled as deadbeats. Um, and that's not so much true. Um, one of the things I want to speak on on that situation is um, I love to give black single women that's you know, have to co-parent their props because as a black man that have kids and, you know, not being in the house with them so often and doing my thing that I do to try to better off their future um, and making moves, you know, I'm not there all the time with my kids watching them grow up and their mother, she has to bite down on that bullet and take a big hit on because she's there all the time. She's the one that has to doctor's appointments, you know, gymnastics, soccer practice. Uh, When they're sick, you got to call in because, hey, you're there and who's going to have them? You know, who's going to watch your sick child but you? You know, when they have a doctor's appointment, you know, as a mother, you feel like you have to take off and make sure they get there. Um, And I think a lot of women also, they do that, not just because they're co-parenting and being in the house by themselves, even if they're married, uh, women just feel like men kind of really, if you don't give them full instructions on what to do and how to do it, they're like, yeah, I do it. Um, You gonna fuck it up. So I, I just make sure I do it. If I want it done right, or if I know a way that I'm so used to it being done, I would do it. And then a lot of times when women do that and they put a lot of pressure on themselves, you know, and then they, it's a complaint about what they do and the sacrifices they put in doing it. 
a lot of things is can be worked out through help. But a lot of times, again, you get those fathers that are absent. Um, but when I say I give them their props because y'all go through a lot, y'all sacrifice a lot. Um, mothers, in your mind, if anything fails, you got to do it. If the father don't want to be there, if the father don't want to be in their life, if the father can't ante up for registration fee for sports, or if the father can't give the extra amount of money for school shoes, school clothes, school supplies, for food, anything that the child needs and the father can't go half or put all the money towards, you know, you feel inclined to know that mama got to make it happen. And it's a failure if mom can't get it done. You know, society puts that label on deadbeat daddy. You know, if daddy's not around, he's a deadbeat. But the thing about it is, if the woman is labeled as a deadbeat mama, oh man, the whole world comes crashing down. I mean, you are looked at as the slum of the slum. You can't take care of your kids. A mother can't take care of them. Oh yeah, it's over with. It is over with if a mother can't take care of some kids. So you put a lot of pressure on yourself to make sure things get done and you make sure they get done, whether, you know, it takes giving the organ, you know, giving a limb, you know, sacrificing something that you really wanted to do. But you say, I got to put that on hold because my kids need moms do that. You know, a lot of men don't do that. And some men do. But majority of the men don't. Um, and I say that because I say this. Um, I was talking to a female and she told me, you know, about some things that was going on because I talked to different women to get their perspective and things like that. And I talked to a lot of uh, a lot of guys also. And, you know, we were just chit-chatting about a couple of things and she opened up my eyes to something. You know, I realized, you know, just even in the past talking to my homeboys, I could hear them calling my phone. Yo, man, what the hell is that, man? What are we doing this weekend? You know, and we can make plans so fluently and not worry about nothing else. We know if we say we going out Saturday or we doing something Saturday or we doing anything that day. Oh yeah, we doing it. I'm talking about we not even thinking about what goes on or what we may have going on. Then you flip it with the woman. Her friends call a girl, man, what we doing this weekend? You know, they got XYZ going on and you trying to hit the scene. And what does a female say? Girl, that sounds good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know just to see if I can get a babysitter. We don't have to, we don't tell our friends that. Women always have to say that or they will say, oh yeah, girl, I'm down that girl because you know I got a babysitter this weekend and you know it's going down. It's always the babysitter for the women. They have to put their stuff on the back burner because of the kids. But a father he doesn't think twice about that. 
Now, I'm not saying that fathers don't do what they need to do for the kids. But if you just be honest, we have a way out. Is that good? Nah, it's not. But for us to be able to know that, admit that, then that's that's one thing. Because when we admit that and we know that, that means we have to go in and figure out how can we help that situation better. You know, women also, when the kids are saying, well, you know, can I go with my daddy? Uh, can I call my daddy? Well, why I can't go to my daddy's house? You know, women have to soften up the blow because they want to protect the kid's innocence. You know, we sit there and think all the time that women tell our kids something about us that's wrong or bad so they can have an outlook on us. It's not always that instance. Not with some it is, but not all the time. It's like that. a lot of women protect these kids' innocence. They do. And they become the bad guy because they don't want to get deep inside of the situation and why they can't go or why your daddy not calling you or why your daddy not showing up or whatever happened or why your daddy treat you like this because they don't want to ruin the kid's innocence because that's not right. So they're patiently waiting every day, 24 hours, weeks, months and years because you can't rush 24 hours. You got to let that pass. So you're waiting until a certain age of a child to be able to base their own opinion on what they realize that their father has been doing. And it's not you that's stopping them from having time with their father or you stopping the father from coming around. You want them to base their opinion on what they have been going through through the years of noticing a pattern and knowing what their father do so they can base that on their own. So a lot of women, mothers, they become the bad guy and the child starts to just think the woman is just like such a bad mama to where it's like, you just don't love me or love my dad. You just want my dad not to be around her. You just don't want me to be around my dad. And they start thinking just because y'all not together that you don't want that child to be with their father. And that's not always the case. You know, your father say, well, hey, I'm going to come get you X, Y, Z day. Come get you that day. Kids remember. Kids can't wait to see their father, their daddy. So they will wait by the door. They will wait right there for the whole time. And then when he don't show it, when he calls and say, I got something else to do, or hey, I'll catch you another time. And then when they look to their mama, why daddy had to do X, Y, Z? Why my daddy didn't? And then what do they do? They have to A, lie to protect that child's feelings or give a watered down excuse to show face for you. But not only that, still go back behind that and still say, you know, make them feel like, you know, hey, it still could be you. If the door is open, that it can still be mommy that messed up that situation. And, and, and that's not fair. And then as kids grow up, you know, society and the masses and, you know, TV and media has painted a picture in our minds that in the black community, 
a single mother household a statistic is if this is how the black kids grow up if they don't have the father in the house you know but the thing about it is some of that is true most of it is not now with the father not being in the house that is structure and obedience that is missing the father structures the household the respect comes in with the father's voice mothers always be like i could tell a child a thousand times to do something sit down stop put that down hey be quiet stop all that crying stop all that running around and then the father walks in the house hey sit down and then they immediately sit down it's not that they play with you a father is a strong voice a, a father is a strong influence and it is the structure around to make sure that foundation is planted firmly and the woman comes and builds from the top as long as that man has planted that foundation steady whatever that woman builds on top of it how she builds it so it don't fall over that's on her but the father makes sure that that sturdy bottom does not cave in it doesn't and the issue is that the father they're not just afraid of the father mothers just have a lot of damn patience mothers will sit up there and repeat themselves all the time and i'm like damn you just said stop a million times and it's not even about slapping them or beating them it's just like damn you just got a lot of patience and mothers have to have that because you're around them so much so that's understandable that you go through that but my thing is when a father speaks it's like oh he mean business it's just the inflection of a man's voice that kids just know oh daddy ain't playing mama gonna tell me a thousand times mama may hit me mama may get on my ass oh but when daddy hit me that shit gonna hurt it's gonna hurt so it's not that oh when the dad that's just not fair that you know because you're gone all the time and they won't listen to me or they don't, they don't start acting right until their daddy come around. Because even if the daddy's not around, even if the daddy is just co-parenting, the teacher call, anybody else call, even if they acting up at the house. As a mother, when you get so fed up, what's the first thing you say? Oh, I'm going to tell your daddy. Why did I tell your daddy? Well, I'm going to make you call your daddy and tell him what you did. Because you know you use that as a weapon also. So it's one of those things that even both ways, women understand the dynamics of a father. But the thing about it as men, do we really care enough? And do we have one of those, you know, not sympathy, but do we care enough to be where we're like, damn, they go through a lot too. Like, let's be fair to where we not, bottling them up with so much shit. Can we be honest and be like, 
Yeah, but let me let me goddamn take some of that some of that stress up off because when we're not busy, how many times do you offer to say, "Well, I ain't doing shit this weekend. I ain't doing shit all this week." Let me let me see what my kids doing. Yes, mothers would rather the weekend because they have all day to themselves when they're not working during the week. Everybody, every parent wants that weekend. Not just fathers. Mothers want their weekend too. And we got to be fair. We got to be fair to where we want to give them their weekends also. To where we don't have to go out all the damn time. And even if we don't go out, we get peace and quiet all the damn time. We don't have the kids around us all the time. We don't. We get that time to be able to just chill out. We get that time. The thing about it, you know, even when we go through deaths or traumatic situations, you know, when we have our kids, you know, I went through a situation where I had my daughter, you know, and I was like, you know what? I'm going through a lot. So I took her back to her mama because I needed to get my mind together. And it's just like, okay, let me spend X amount of time to get my focus back and do whatever so I can make sure I be the best father that I can be. But then I turn around and look on the flip side and it's just like, how many times a mother gets to do that? You know, when she goes through a situation, grieving or anything like that, she may get what, a couple hours, 24 hours? Cause she asked somebody to watch the kids and then after that, you know, it's, she gotta turn it back on, turn it back off to be mommy mode. But me, shit, I was able to get a week, pull it off two weeks, and get my mind all the way right before it's like, okay, now I can get my baby back. But how fair is that? That women can't do that. And we get the choice to do that. Or we get the luxury of doing that. Like, how fair is that? And then we don't realize with society beating that down on these kids saying that, you know, if a father not being in the house, this is X, Y, Z that's going to happen. You know, so now they're telling these kids that they're believing that and then the adults are believing that. And then that's where trauma comes down. You know, I heard a child one time when I was talking to somebody and um, she was like, you know, you know, one day y'all gonna understand how it feels when a, a parent, when y'all have to tell y'all child over and over and over again to sit down and be quiet. And how many times y'all gonna feel like either you got the A whoop their ass or B, you like, shit, this is too much. And I listen to that child say, oh no, because if they bad, I'ma just let them stay home with their mama. And then it wowed me because I was like, damn, that's fucked up because his father doesn't want to get him because he hears his father say he need to stay home because I got to keep talking to him over and over and over again. He can't come over here till he get his act together. So now you think that's what a father is. So when you become a father, you think, hell, not only that you believe that you're not even going to be married to the woman that you had children with, 
to be a father in the house. But now you're thinking that you live in opposite houses. So if your child wants to come over to see you, if your child is bad, you can just tell the mama, oh, nah, he bad as hell. You're going to have to stay over there. He can't come over here. That's crazy. That is crazy. You know, as men, we got to start realizing, man, that we do get off the hook a lot. And how much do we actually give back, though, to the mother of not just financial of child support? Because now you feel like the child support thing is enough. Now, I don't believe in going child support route because you feel like since the man does not want to do, you're going to hit him in the pockets to wake him up because I think you, you get a bad result out of going after it that way. But I think when we're not there 24 seven, helping with them kids, you know, child support is fair. Now, child support is not one of them things where you got to live my lifestyle just because the kids are with you. Now, the thing about it is if you want the child to live my lifestyle, if you think my lifestyle is so lavish or the way that I'm living my lifestyle, you're like, well, the child deserves to have that lifestyle. Now you need to bring the child with me. But to help you because you're coming out your pocket all the time, I got to make sure my child has likes when y'all go in that in, in, in the house to make sure when you cut the lights on, my, my child can see when y'all walking around, you know, to make sure, you know, you're able to make sure when my child want to watch the, the water come on, you know what I'm saying? Or the water hot. When, when in the summertime, when my child hot and coming from outside, you got air conditioning. When it's cold outside, my child is not freezing to death in the house. And not saying that I'm paying those bills, but when you're paying those bills out of your pocket, my assistants make sure that you're able to do other things for my child. Now, again, I don't mean the argument of women do what they want to do with the money because it's the child, the money, child support is for the child. I don't, they paying for weave, they nails, whatever. Man, to be honest, bruh. <laughs> They paying for all that stuff out they pocket anyway from their checks. Why should we give a damn about what they pay? Is my child malnourished? No. Is she work at my child and when I'm paying child support, do my child got dirty shoes on? If no, if my child is being fed and she's not malnourished, but why the fuck do I care what she's spending the child support check on? Obviously, I don't care if you spend in my car that the money going on or your car. It don't matter. But that is the psychological thing that we tell ourselves because we don't want that money coming out of our account. But do it really fucking matter? The argument is that we need to have is that on the flip side, if you really want to get down to it is the fairness of knowing that as a woman, as a co-parent, and you're not with your baby father. I'm paying you child support, right? The thing about it is any man that you meet after me, 
that comes into your life, that man feels like he is inclined to make sure he shows you that the children or that child is a package deal with you. So what is he going to do? A manly man says, okay, baby, don't worry about it. You ain't got to take care of nothing. I'm going to make sure that y'all good. You and your kids are good because you mine. So what happens? She pockets most of her work check and she pockets most of all of that child support check, right? And that man takes care of the household. So now she's straight. The problem is, as a man, not only am I paying you child support to care for my child, there's another man helping you pay, take care of that child because that's a manly man. So he's helping. But then I have to go along and meet a woman. What if she has kids? So now as a man, I got to show her her kids is a package deal. And make sure, let her know that, hey, if I want you, I got to make sure all y'all good. So now I'm taking care of two households, but you profiting off of two households. Now, if that's the argument. Then yes, not the point of what the hell she's spending the check on. You got to, your argument got to be a little deeper than that. That, that, that the what she's spending the check on, it, it, that's nothing. That's that's petty. That's a petty argument. Petty. The thing is on how you guys profit off of that and they still make the black man hurt because he's struggling because he has to make sure he has a job that allows him to take care of two families. That's the struggle of the black man. You know, women do take a big hit on a lot of things. And that's, 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 that's very unfortunate, you know, and I also asked a lot of women, you know, you know, y'all do take the short end of the stick when it comes to being a single parent, but you know, how many times as a woman do you fear that when you walk outside the door that, you know, you're considered a threat, you know, how many times as a black woman do you have to give a disclaimer with your hands up I don't have a weapon you know I I, I don't have a weapon and I, I'm coming in peace or how many times as a woman you know you have to make sure you don't raise your voice to seem like you combative or you're becoming aggressive you know how many times do you when you walk out your house you don't feel hunted that's the struggles that a black man has to go through. You guys are struggling and fighting for respect. Black men are fighting for their lives. So we both have to come and coincide to, to, to protect each other, to make sure that we're on all one accord because we losing our life, but they're trying to also make y'all feel like y'all don't need us. We're going to take care of y'all. We're going to give y'all government assistance. Just make sure, you know, he, don't, he ain't living in the house with you. We're going to give you a good job. We're going to make sure you get a nine to five. You get off. You go to work in time when you're dropping the kids off. We're going to make sure you get off by the time you pick the kids off. 
pick the kids up from school. If not, we're going to make sure that you're able to put them in the after school program. So by five o'clock, you're getting off and you're able to pick them up from the after school program by six. But what they do is every job that we have, we're working 12 hour shifts. It's either five to five, five in the morning to five in the afternoon, five at night to five in the morning. So now we're spending a lot of time outside of the house when the kids are in the house. The women only have jobs to where they're only outside of the house the kids at school so they keep us outside of the house to make sure that the structure is, is it's not right they know if the man is in the house there's going to be respect there's going to be structure there's going to be leadership so that's why they want us outside of the house but as men and women and again black men and women we definitely have to come together more. And we got to make sure that we're on the same page, that we're being fair enough with each other. As long as we're fair enough with each other and not caring about what the other one is doing, because when we're not together anymore, if you're not together with your baby mama or baby father, we should not care about who they're with. Once it's over, it's over. Just who you get with after that, just make sure that they're loving and caring for that child as if you were if you were in the house. That's all that matter. Now, I don't want you. I don't want if you got my child around her, I don't want you to have him or her. Or if you got my child around him, I don't I don't want him or her around him. But it don't matter. But also as parents, we got to be careful and pick and choose the time frame we start bringing these men or women around our kids. If y'all don't been together for X, you know, a, a time frame, then yes, you start building on that to show the kids who you've been with. But all that just having kids coming in and out of your house, man or woman, day one in front of the kids, that's not good. We got to start being discreet. Being discreet so these kids don't see so many outside people, but their parents with their other parent, because now the other parent gets in their feelings because the child done told them. But when you're discreet, they won't know. So once the child starts to see that other person come around, your argument is that's not that's not nobody new. I just started bringing that person around the child because I have found out that we're going to be long-term or we're going to start working and be long-term. It's not a fling. So now the relationship goes a little different. That's, that, that's just a lot of things that we, we go through, but you know, I want you guys to just start thinking about that. You know, fathers, man, let's, let's be, let's start being more honest about the situation, being transparent about the situation because we can see how favorable the cars are for us when it comes with responsibility. Let's, let's just be real. You know, a lot of y'all. Yeah. I mean, we, again, this is not that giving away free game to the women. It's just like, bro, if we don't, if a man don't hold another man accountable and try to make progress, bro, then what's good for us then? There's nothing about giving game away to the women. It's just like, bro, how can we make our culture better so we don't have these kids growing up without their father around? 
so we can break generational curses. And mothers too. Stop being so quick to label them as deadbeats. And yes, you are understanding, but the thing about it too, let's not be so hard on the threatening about the child support. Threatening about getting them, you know, getting law enforcement involved because that's what they want. They getting y'all to do that. Yep, we got another one. We're gonna hold this against over his head. So A, we can suspend his license. We can we can lock him up. So, you know, suspended license and back child support. So now we're gonna get free labor from him. So how are we gonna pay child support if we in jail? Because the free labor don't even go towards the child support. We still our bond is a fraction of what we had that got locked up for for the percentage. So if we ain't went to work, how are we going to pay the fine for the back child support? Now it's court fees, bond, plus some of the, fine, the, the, the back child support. How are we going to pay that if we ain't went to work? Now you got to also pay to get your license reinstated so you're not riding dirty. All the money that we got to come out just to be back in bondage. It's hard. But again, you know, I'm going to make sure my coach is on, on point. I'm going to always give you something to think about so we can make sure we're on the same page. So we can help each other out. We, gonna, we, we, we definitely going to work that out. So, again, let's come together. Let, let's come together. And let, let's, let's work it all out. And again... This is JP on the FWM podcast. Follow me. And we out. Knowledge in the darkness of my thoughts. Ironic how we find freedom growing dreadlocks. I learned to earn what I eat, shed and bed, not going with your first mind. That's how you get a head start. Intuition, initiation, inspiration. Check the prefix. That's some deep shit. You better dive in it. God's image, it was intended. My niggas die before they time. I will avenge them. Tick tock, eyes on my wristwatch. My homie is a jewel thief. That's how I know they wristwatch. Way before I skip rock shit, I learned to kickbox. Ten toes, I smash the up. It's some Flip-flops, our philosophy, do what you want Just don't get caught, shit, buy what you want Just don't get bought In this game, one thing for sure One death play judge, can't skip I was shaking bang for the last 10 years Man, I lost my dogs and I'm been 10 years I got some on the wall, no less than 10 years In less than 10 years, guarantee we see the mirrors I've been trying not to spy for the last 10 years Trying not to flash in the last 10 years Then I lost it all, grateful I'm still here Love versus fear, blood, sweat and tears, nigga I remember like it was yesterday Yesterday, it was 2008 A horror scene to make it worse, it was Halloween Live in peace, my dog shot, man, you know we so missed y'all I called your phone, then realized I couldn't hit you Five months later, death was at it again My little brother TP, one of my closest again Now I'm too cold-hearted, it turned frozen again Soon as it started, the thought it came 2010 That's when the folks killed, school the walls Better move along, I wanna do them all Murder, we been through it all my brother Chauncey, up top McCarthy, still trying to appear from the elder game. My cousin Rodney, long live reading TK. 
jail for watching soldiers grow, grow. But this shit don't seem real, but we still on that money, guaranteed to see the mills. Free my brother Brandon, it's been 15 years, almost 15 years if I add it on. Shit, probably more. I never thought my nigga goon would be gone. We were supposed to be on this mission. Damn, something special that I'm missing. Got a nigga twisted, got a nigga lifted. Looking for God, ask God for forgiveness. Got a nigga twisted, looking for God and asking God for forgiveness. I've been down bad, I've been on my hands, man. Trying not to flash, man. Trying not to stand, man.